0: Let's go to Romans chapter four. And the the Bible says this in verse 18. Even when there was no reason to hope, Abraham, somebody say Abraham, Abraham. kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, now that's the key, y'all, is having a word from God. Not something that you made up, Not something you're believing for because you want it to happen, but because God said. For God had said to Abraham, that's how many descendants you will have. Now, a little context. He told Abraham, he said, look in the sky at all the stars. He said, so will your descendants be. And then another time he said, look at the grain of sand that's how many descendants you'll have now can you imagine that verse 19 and abraham's faith did not weaken even though at about a hundred years of age he figured his body was as good as dead and so was his wife sarah's womb abraham never wavered in believing god's promise in fact his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to god one more verse He was fully convinced, he was fully convinced that God is able, not was able, God is able to do whatever he promises. I want to preach to you for a few moments today, and I need you to shake your neighbor with my title today. I need a breakthrough. Come on, tell your neighbor, I need a breakthrough. There's nobody there, just shake an angel next to you. Come on. I need a breakthrough. Is there anybody in the house that needs a breakthrough that believes that God is able to do it today? Come on, give him one more hand clap of praise. Father, thank you so much for your word. God, speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name. You may be seated. On your way down, just shove your neighbor one more time and say, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. In 2021, we did a series called Limitless. Y'all remember that series? And we we declared that we were going to walk in a limitless season. We declared that the promises of God were coming to pass. We declared that every single thing that the Father had spoken over us was coming to fruition. We were gonna see it, come on. We sowed in faith, putting our seed in the ground, knowing that the Lord of the harvest was going to bless our work. He was going to bless our efforts. And in fact, we prayed the prayer of Jabez. Y'all remember that? Where he said, Lord, I prayed that you would enlarge my borders, my territory. Give me increase. Bless me. Keep me from all pain. And this is my favorite part and take the limits off. We declared that in 2021, but I want to pose a question to you today. What happens when you declare the word of God over your life and it doesn't happen? Have you been there? We spent, it was September and October, I believe, declaring these things. And maybe this last season for you hasn't been a limitless season. It's been a limit more season. Am I talking to anybody in the house today? Lord, we're believing for a limitless season. But it seemed like every limit that could be came back into your life. Somebody say more. And maybe you declared over your life in this season that I'm not going to struggle with the same old junk anymore, but yet you've struggled even more. Maybe you declared over your life, our marriage is going to be better. We're not going to fight as much anymore. And you've had some knockout drag outs in the last couple months. Come on, where are all the real people at in the room? Come on. Come on. You were declaring healing over your body, but you got sicker in this season. Come on, you were declaring you were going to be debt-free, but you got in more debt. You were declaring that God was going to move in your life, but it seemed like things got worse. Come on. And I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that the last season personally has been a challenge. And I believe in the church, in the body of Christ, this last season has been an all-out attack from the enemy on the purpose and the destiny on the life of every believer and on the promises that God has spoken. And maybe today you've been under such an attack that you thought you were going to lose your mind. Come on, have you been there? Where you didn't know how things were going to work out and you thought, I am going to go crazy. I'm going to go loco. Come on. I'm going crazy, but I want to encourage you today, child of God, that just because you don't see it yet doesn't mean that God isn't working. Where's all my people at today? Just because the promise hasn't happened the way that you declared and you sowed and you prayed doesn't mean that God isn't working in the background. Come on. I want to tell you today that God hasn't left you stuck in 2021. It's a new year. And listen, it's not a new year, new you. It's not your year, it's His year. And this year, we're going to see the promises of God come to fruition. This year, we're not going to stay stuck in covid anymore this year we're not going to stay stuck in fear i'm not staying stuck in poverty come on i'm preaching better than you amen to me already come on we're not staying stuck this year we're going forward in the promises of god if you believe you're not stuck anymore give him a shout of praise right there i'm not stuck anymore i'm going forward the same stuff that took me last year will not take me this year And our text today is about a man named Abraham. Somebody say Abraham. Abraham Abraham was a man of destiny. He was a man of purpose. He was a man who had been called out. But if you know the story of Abraham, when God called him out, he wasn't serving God. He wasn't serving God. And here's a lesson that we can learn from the story of Abraham today. Write this down if you're taking notes. Tweet this if you still have a Twitter. God isn't looking for perfect people. God is looking for willing people. Come on. I said God's not looking for perfect people this morning. He's looking for willing people. People who are willing to do the will of God. Because if you think you're going to be perfect, you're never going to be perfect. And some of you all have never stepped out on faith and done anything for God because you feel like you're disqualified to do anything for God. But listen, the the qualification you need is to be called. That's it. You just need to be called by God. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for willing people. Look at your neighbor and say, he's looking for willing people. Come on. He's looking for willing people. So Abraham wasn't even serving God when God called him out. And just as God called him out today, he's calling you out. He's calling you out of your comfort zone. I said he's calling you out of your comfort zone. He's calling us out of our current place of comfort into a lifestyle of faith. Because get this this morning, child of God, he will never be satisfied with where you currently are. I said, God will never be satisfied with where you currently are. Because God wants to take me from, somebody said glory, glory to glory. He wants to take me from glory to glory. Faith to faith, grace to grace, deep to deep. He's not satisfied with where I am right now. God will always call me out of comfortable places into new places and this year is no different why because the scripture declares that deep calls unto deep that means the depth that i've already experienced in god has now become the platform to where god wants me to jump into the new deepness come on. And so many people in church get stuck in what we call tradition because it was a deepness at one point, but they felt like, oh, this is God. And I'm going to stay here because it worked in 1976. It must work now. But God is calling us into the deep, into a place. He says to Abraham, Abraham, leave your father and go to a place that you've never been before that I have set aside for you. God's calling near church to a new place today. Man, I feel so much faith this morning that God has not called us to stay merely in this building. He's saying, I'm gonna call you out. I'm gonna call you into a place that you've never been before. I'm gonna call you into a place that I set aside for you. Can you imagine the Lord coming down and saying, this belongs to Abraham and this belongs to Abraham. Today, God has set aside a place for you, and he says, I'm calling you out. Come on, shake your neighbor and say, I'm calling you out. You can't stay here, boo-boo. You gotta go out. Come on, I'm calling you out. You can't stay where you've been. I know you have a great prayer relationship with God, but he's saying, come a little deeper. Come a little deeper. So he calls Abraham out to go to a place he's never been before. Why? Because God wants to make him a great nation but here's the problem with the promise of God Abraham doesn't have any children I said Abraham doesn't have any children and not only does Sarah and himself not have any children they old I said they old and they can't have any children you know why they old, that's a medical term, they old, come on somebody, and they can't have any children. Where's all my people in the room who, oh, come on, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. So there was a problem with the promise of God, and so often when you're living a lifestyle of faith, God will make you a promise that is not possible within yourself. He'll make you a promise to say, I'm going to do this. And you're going to say, how on earth are you ever going to do that? How are you going to do that? I'm old. I can't have children. It's impossible, Lord. How can you make me a great nation? And maybe you're in this place right now where God has spoken something over you, but it's impossible, It's impossible. It can't happen. There's no way it can happen. But verse 18, I love this. Even when there was no reason for hope, there was no reason for Abraham to have hope. Now, can I give you a revelation today? Write this down if you're taking notes. God's promises never cooperate with reason. I'm going to say it again. God's promises never cooperate with reason. I remember when God said, I want you to move to Bowling Green. I want you to get a U-Haul, pack it up. You have no jobs. You have nothing waiting for you. Just go. That is not something you do when you have common sense. (laughs) because common sense says you need to have a plan. Now I believe in wisdom, come on somebody. Don't go out and be stupid for Jesus. He's not gonna bless that, come on. (laughs) You go out based upon a word. Ooh, can I go deeper for a second? The Bible tells us there's a time where Jesus sent his disciples in a boat. He says, I want you to cross and I'll meet you over there. And in the middle of the night, it began to storm and suddenly they see a figure in the horizon in the distance and they see and recognize that it's Jesus or they think it may be Jesus a ghost of Jesus or something and and Peter says lord if it's you call me out upon the water and the bible says that Peter got out of the boat half of our problem is we won't get out of the boat because the boat's comfortable the boat is safe the boat is secure. The boat is what I know. Come on, somebody. The boat is, it, it's what I know. It's everything I know. It's what, it's what I've been raised on. It's what I've grown up in. The boat is what I know. But he says to the Lord, if it's you, call me out upon the water. And the Bible says that Peter comes out and he walks on the water. Everybody says, well, Jesus walks on water and that's it. No, Peter walked on water too, y'all. Give Peter a little credit today. Come on. He walked on the water. But I don't believe that Peter walked on water. I believe he walked on the word. He walked on the word where Jesus said, come. Come. Some of you all are waiting for all of the things to line up in order to obey God. You don't need to wait for a plan. You just need to wait for his word. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you are so comfortable in the boat and you said, listen, I'll come out if there's another boat or if there's a life raft. But the Lord is saying today, just come out and walk on my word. Just get out of the boat. Get uncomfortable and walk on my word. Come on. Shake your neighbor and say, walk on the word. God's promises never cooperate with reasons. Is this helping somebody this morning? God's ways are not like our ways. We do things that make sense, but the scripture declares that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. If it's your dream and you can achieve it by yourself, it's probably not from God. If it's your dream and you can do it, it's probably not God, it's probably you or White Castles the night before. Come on. People come to me and say, Pastor, I had a dream where the whole world's going to die. What did you eat last night? Come on, somebody. Not all dreams are from God. Some dreams are just cheddars. Come on, somebody. That chili you had the night before. Not all dreams are from God. If you can dream it, it's probably not him. Because the promises in the dreams of God are lofty. Somebody say lofty and his destiny for your life will push you beyond yourself into the realm of faith. His promises for you will push you out of what you see as possible into the realm of faith. Somebody say faith. And people of faith are desperate people. Now stay with me for a second. Desperate people go through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. Desperate people walk on the water in the midst of the storm come on desperate people empty their bank accounts to sow into the kingdom of god desperate people pray and fast desperate people get up early stay late am i talking to anybody desperate people praise god like they've lost their minds come on desperate people know that god is able now here's a question i have for you are there any desperate people in the house today I said, are there any desperate people in the house today? Giving praise right there if you're desperate. Come on. I don't think we have a lot of desperate people in the house because when we're desperate, we're willing to do what we wouldn't be willing to do before. That's why people steal stuff. They're desperate. Come on. They're desperate. Or they're just plain stupid. Come on. They're desperate. And so they're willing to do what they wouldn't do before because they're desperate. But, but we teach desperation. Desperation is something you should have with the Lord. You should be desperate. But there's a problem with desperation because desperation that is not led by faith becomes disobedience. Desperation not led by faith Becomes disobedience. Let me prove it to you. Genesis chapter 16. This is the story of Abraham, verse one. Now Sarai, this is before she becomes Sarah. Abram's wife, before he becomes Abraham, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. Somebody say Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Don't you love how she's blaming it on the Lord? And she says, go and sleep with my servant. That's the PG version. Come on, somebody. Perhaps I can have children through her. Through her. And Abram agreed with his wife's proposal. So Abram took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and Sarah gave her to Abraham as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. Now, we read this story and we judge Abraham like, Abraham, you, why didn't you wait on the promise, you fool? I mean, just wait on God. He spoke it. But notice what it says. They have been waiting over 10 years. Most of us aren't willing to wait 10 days, much less 10 years. Isn't it funny how often in the Bible the promise happens decades later? Can you be faithful to the promise of God? Uh oh. When it's 40 people and not what you saw? Can you be faithful to it, Abraham, when it's not happening? Do you know why they did this? They were desperate. And in their desperation, they disobeyed God. Are you still with me? God told Abraham, I'm going to give you and Sarah a child. But Sarah takes the promise into her own hands. Because notice what she says. The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant, perhaps. Perhaps, somebody say perhaps. What was she saying? Maybe God will do it like this. Maybe God will do it like this. Now, let me tell you today what the word of God says. That the word of God says that the promises of God are yes and amen. What does that mean? If he said it, somebody say, if he said it, he will do it. Somebody say, he will do it. If God said it, he will do it. It's going to happen. But Sarah decides to take the promise into her own hands. Here's what happens when you take the promise of God into your own hands. You birth unnecessary pain. Unnecessary pain. Abraham now has a child through Hagar and they name him Ishmael. Somebody say Ishmael. But here's the problem with Ishmael. God didn't promise Ishmael, he promised Isaac. And so many of us in the kingdom are birthing Ishmael's instead of what God actually said. Man, this hit me so hard this week. Being in a woke system is creating your own promise. It's saying, I'm gonna take Hagar And make a way myself. The way of the kingdom is waiting on the promises of God. It's saying, I'm going to wait for my Isaac. And I'm not going to be tempted to have an Ishmael. God spoke Isaac. Don't settle for Ishmael. Because you know what happened? Because we think the things we do don't really have consequence. Abraham going to Hagar has literally kept nations fighting all the way up until now over a plot of land, y'all. Over what? A promise. They're still fighting over a promise. We're birthing Ishmael's, not Isaac. You still with me this morning? So I want to tell you, don't allow your desperation to, to produce disobedience in your life because maybe you're frustrated in this season because you birthed an Ishmael instead of an Isaac. Pastor Ivan had the breakthrough that I thought I would. Let me ask you a question this morning. Have you obeyed the last thing that God said to do? Because promises, we don't tell people this. People get a prophetic word and somebody says, you're gonna be great, you're gonna speak over nations, you're gonna be over... You're going to speak to thousands of people. You're going to preach. You're going to sing, blah, 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 whatever. We don't tell people in that moment, Pastor Ron, that promises have contingencies. I said promises have contingencies because the promises of God, get this, must be met with my obedience. The promises of God must be met with my obedience. God uses people who have faith and obedience. Somebody say faith and obedience but here's the beauty of our god this morning here's what i want to tell you if you have birthed an ishmael god is merciful if you have went out and tried to make your own way god is so faithful to us aren't you glad that god didn't give up on you come on aren't you glad that god didn't say i'm going to discount you because you disobeyed me come on give him some praise right there if you're glad for the faithfulness of god Come on, he didn't leave me in my mistake. He said, I'm still gonna give you the promise if you'll obey me. So let's go back to our text this morning. You still with me this morning? Even when there was no reason to hope, Abraham kept hoping. Now, an older translation says, against hope, he believed in hope. I love that. Abraham's situation didn't change. Yet his faith didn't stop because notice what it says. He was 100 years old and he figured, he thought, his body was as good as dead and so was his wife's womb. So want I ask you this morning, what do you do when the promise is as good as dead? What do you do when the doctors tell you it's impossible? What do you do when there are no buildings in bowling green to move to (laughs) come on somebody that's an honest thing this morning what do you do when everybody tells you no what do you do when the doctor says you will never have a baby you need to adopt one instead man i feel like preaching this morning what do you do when there is no money What do you do when there is no love left in your marriage? Can I tell you what you do? You keep your faith in the God of breakthroughs. I feel like preaching this morning. You keep your faith in the God of breakthroughs. Now let's go back to the text. Verse 20, God This is what he tells us about Abraham. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, it brought glory to God. Do you know when your faith is up in God, it's worship to him? Come on, because verse 21, here's why he could do it. He was fully convinced, somebody say fully convinced, that God is able When I was praying about this weekend, I heard the Lord say, they don't need a breakup, they need a breakthrough. Some of you all have been willing to break up with your promise because you haven't seen it yet. Some of you all have been willing to give up on your marriage, have a breakup, because it's not what God said. But you don't need a breakup, boo-boo, you need a breakthrough. Come on, come on. You need a breakthrough, somebody say breakthrough some of you have been ready to give up this morning, but I want to encourage you that the God of breakthrough is in this room. The same God, I wish you'd get with me this morning. The same God who opens blind eyes is in this room. The same God that on the fourth day of Lazarus being dead said, Lazarus, Come forth. Come on. Is there anything too hard for the Lord, Sarah? Is there anything too hard for the Lord, Abraham? I want you to look at your whole row and say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Come on, say it. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I know your womb is gone. I know you're 100 years old. I know that you're too old to have children, but I'm the God of possible. Come on, somebody. I'm the God of breakthrough. Now, are there any radical people in the room who believe that in 2022, they're going to see what God said? Come on. Are there any radical people in the room who'd say, I know my womb is dead. I know I'm too old, but I serve the God of breakthrough. I know he said it to me. I believe it, and if God said it, he cannot lie, and he's going to do it. I feel I preach it. He is going to give me a breakthrough. Now, if you're radical, I want you to do something radical this morning. Somebody say, I'm radical. Look at your neighbor and say, are you radical, boo-boo? Come on. Are you radical, boo-boo? Because sometimes seeing the promise requires doing something radical. Now, this may be awkward for some of you, but here's what I want to do, because this is an atmosphere of breakthrough. And some of you have come in here today saying, pastor, I need a breakthrough and God can do it, but it's going to require something radical from you. Come on, walking around walls for seven days. That's radical, y'all. That's weird. Sometimes when God says I'm going to do something, you have to do radical things. Now here's what I want you to do. If you're full of faith this morning that we're going to see radical breakthroughs this year, I want you to give God a radical praise when I count to three. Can we do that in the room? I know some of y'all are like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Just clap your hands if you have to. Whatever it is, because here's what I believe over your life. Walls are coming down this year. Come on. Babies are going to... Oh, man, I feel that. Babies are going to be born this year. Come on. Wounds that used to be closed are going to be open this year. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit right now. I'm operating under something prophetic right here. Breakthroughs are going to happen this year that you thought were never going to happen. 2020 and 2021 programmed you to stop believing in God, but God is about to give us a breakthrough. Do you believe it this morning? I want you to give him 30 seconds. I want you to stand to your feet on the count of three and give God a breakthrough praise. Come on. One, two, three right now. Come on. Come on. For 30 seconds, give God a radical praise. If you believe we serve the God of breakthrough. Walls are coming down. Giants are coming down. My breakthrough's on the way. I'm not waiting on the promise of God. This year I'm seeing it. Every chain is being broken. Every disease being healed. There's babies coming out of my womb. There's babies being birthed out of my womb. I know I'm old, but this year I'm going to see a breakthrough. My marriage is going to make it. My finances are going to make it. I'm going to make it because he's a God of a breakthrough. Give him praise. He's a God of a breakthrough. And some of you all this year, some of you all this year are going to see breakthrough like you never thought. Debts are going to be canceled this year. I said, debts are going to be canceled this year. Not so you can take bigger vacations, so you can finance the kingdom of God. Come on, babies are gonna be birthed this year. I said babies are going to be birthed this year in the natural and in the spiritual. Come on. I believe there's a building in Bowling Green, Kentucky that God said, I've reserved it for you. I said it. Hey, I set it aside for you. Do you believe we're going to see a breakthrough this year? Come on. Give five people a high five and say breakthroughs on the way. Come on. Breakthroughs on the way. Five people. Breakthrough. Come on. Get loud. Breakthroughs on the way. Breakthroughs on the way. Breakthroughs on the way. Remain standing in this place. Lift those hands toward heaven this morning. Breakthroughs on the way. I'm sorry. I know I got loud and excited this morning, but I'm not going to apologize for that. Come on. (laughs) As I was preparing this week, I felt so heavy in my spirit. I don't want them to have breakups. I want them to have breakthroughs. Some of y'all have been on the border of giving up. Don't give up. I said, don't give up. I said, don't give up. Breakthroughs on the way. It can't be a miracle unless it's impossible. You know what the beauty is? Look at me for a second. You know what the beauty about the word impossible is? It's I'm possible. Not, not you, not me, him. When Moses said, Who do I say sent me? He said, I am that I am. I'm possible. You've been looking at your situation and saying, It will never happen. It's impossible. And the Lord is saying, I'm possible because anything God says has to happen lift your hands one more time in this room Jesus Father in this atmosphere of faith you're calling us to take radical steps because we serve a radical God Father I pray in this room today That people would not leave the same way they came, bound up by fear and inferiority and their current circumstances. But let them leave full of faith today. Now, here's what I want to do. I want anyone who's going through a situation right now, I see people wiping tears away. I see people crying. I don't want you to have some pride in this moment. I want you to be humble. If you'd say, Pastor Andrew, right now I'm going through a situation. I'm going through some circumstances that require a miracle from God. I want you to meet me in this altar.